Welcome to MIA 2K, your ticket from Miami to Seoul. We're Kathy and Laura, and we're so happy you could join us today. You probably know us from, just kidding, you don't know us yet. We're just two Miami girls with obsessive fandom tendencies who fell into the inescapable void of Korean entertainment. And we're here to share our insights and spill all the tea only grown fans like us can enjoy. We've done all the research and acclimating so you don't have to. Before we begin, please make sure you're following us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And if you love visuals like us, you can watch us on our YouTube channel. We drop episodes with our hot and sunny takes every week. Hi, guys. Hello. Hi, Laura. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> welcome again to my humble abode. <laughs> Thank welcome you. Welcome to this corner of the, of the world. <laughs> Thank you. It's very far. <laughs> so uh, last time we tried to record in person. It wasn't very smooth. I think we have the the third time's the charm situation curse on us. So this is the second time, so I, I'm hoping that it works today. I mean, maybe since we recorded two episodes that day, this can be the third one. Yeah, and I think I think it the, the, the setup is a little bit better. Yeah. We can look at each other. We can look at each other, we and we also camera. don't look like morsas uh, because of our <laughs> placement on the couch. Uh, so we don't hate this footage. That would be awesome if that happens. So today we just wanted to be a little bit more fun. And Laura came up with this topic of conversation for us one day while she was driving. She sent me a voice note and she was very determined that this had to be something we talked about. And I, I agreed with her. I definitely agree with you. Uh, why are you laughing at everything? It's just funny. Oh, it's hilarious. Because I remember me driving and, and feeling like, like it was really important. <laughs> so, so sometimes for work, I have to go from Miami to West Palm Boca. As I'm driving to Boca, I get so many ideas. And, and they seem so smart at the time. But when I go and think about them again, they're, they're not that smart. But this one was not one of those. No, this is a great idea. I think we this the idea for this was literally the premise of our podcast and wanting to do this yes. as and having that spinoff slash separate angle of Miami Hispanic Latina women who are into K-pop, which we know we're not unique by any means. We know that there's a very big audience for K-pop throughout Latin America especially in Mexico, Chile, and Brazil. Mm -hmm. Those are countries that usually have great fandoms for everyone. That's true. So I, I think it makes sense. Mm -hmm. And we just happen to be from Colombia, kind of. <laughs> I was born in Venezuela, but my mom is Colombian, and I'm repping the Colombian team jersey today um, as part of our trying to be on brand for these episodes. And so, yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense that we wanted to do this and that you had this great idea while driving to Boca to work. Yeah. So basically the whole premise is is being a K-pop fan, like being a Hispanic K-pop fan. And, and, and what that means is there's a lot of things that come into play. And I'm sure everybody who is Hispanic and is a K-pop fan can agree. I think you're missing a word there. You're <laughs> a, a, a adult. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A, a, an Hispanic adult K-pop fan. But I feel like this applies to anybody of, like, everybody of any age. Because it's not, it shouldn't matter that you're Hispanic and like K-pop. But Hispanic families have a tendency to not really accept things that aren't 
cool. the norm in in like Latin America. Yeah. And if you try to like something that is outside of what people think is cool, then it's like, why are you doing that? Yeah, unless it's American, in which case it's always the standard. <clears throat> the U.S. kind of is at the top of the imperialism of the Latin America, everything. Everyone kind of looks up to literal, the North. Yeah. And they think the U.S. is everything. And I think Europe also has that, that stance. But when it comes to anything of Eastern Hemisphere precedent, it's not mm-hmm. as appreciated. Yeah, I mean, I, I think... We first have to start with being adults and liking K-pop. Mm-hmm. I think in terms of fandom, we can go back to talking about how we have grown mm-hmm. as fans of things. Okay. So, for example, my very first fandom was Salsarin mm-hmm. back in the 1996, 97 mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. They were the first boy band that I was into, the first men that were definitely not in my vicinity that I thought I was going to marry. That was my first experience with that kind of cult following and just obsession. Mm -hmm. Then Leo DiCaprio and Titanic came out, also in 97. Very big fan. Had pictures of him, posters of him, sticker, album, collectibles of him, everything I had of him. And then Backstreet Boys. Mm. It hit Venezuela really big. And Backstreet Boys actually came to Venezuela. It was right when I think they had their Black and Blue album. 2000. They did a tour and they came to, I want to say, like, three cities in Venezuela. Like wow. It wasn't just the capital. They went around. <laughs> and they did oh two God. nights in each city. It was a... And it, they filled that poliedro in Caracas. Like, it was, wow. it was a thing. So I remember when <clears throat> there was, like, plastic chairs with those little, like, uh, zip mm-hmm. ties because people would steal the chairs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just when it's other things so yeah so that was my first experience and i think that was pretty much my life i never got into one direction which is what everyone else got into at on that time so that's my personal experience being a fan of things so when i was younger in my school it wasn't super cool to like things from latin american countries so we all love salserine but it was like low-key yeah so so it was only cool to like things from the U.S. And when I was six to eight around that time, I would get home from school and I would start watching MTV because they actually played music videos. <laughs> what a concept. <laughs> right? <laughs> music television was actually music television. Wow. And they used to play all of like what was in America. So my first introduction was the Backstreet Boys. That was the thing that I really liked i never really collected anything mainly because i don't think my parents would have been like yeah sure let's do it but i really did like backstreet boys once i liked the backstreet boys i got into nsync and i started liking nsync more than the backstreet boys when i was when i came here to the u.s in 2000 is when i really started to get into nsync and when i was little right before going to bed we would do like a little prayer. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I pray for every single one of the members. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm, T. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I prayed the hardest for Lance. <laughs> <laughs> he was my favorite because he was the least liked or the least popular. This is very on trend with uh, Laura's brand. Yeah. So he was my favorite because he was the least popular. Yeah. And it just pissed me off. So I was like, you know what? He's going to be my favorite. That's why I didn't like Justin Timberlake too much. 
because he was the favorite and it pissed me off. And I think she's been proven right at this point <laughs> not to like him. T. Also T. <laughs> so then from there, I moved. And it's not like a boy band, but I feel it's very similar in a way. I had like a period of, oh my God, uh, pop is so stupid, blah, 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 whatever. But then around 2011, I was in college and I was in an internship. I put on Pandora. And somehow I landed on Justin Bieber Pandora. Why is it with music apps bamboozling us and making us just get it? Wow. They really. Oh, wow. Pandora did you dirty. It did. And so I started listening to Justin Bieber. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is where it's at. And that's how I became a believer. And then from there, it just made sense to be a one directioner. Yeah. A directioner. I don't know. know. I, I, I went to see them in concert. It was their last concert as a five, as a as a group of five. You could tell Zayn was over it, but it was great. I made shirts and everything, as I do. <laughs> and then in One Direction, my favorite was, it was Niall, mm-hmm. and it was Louis, because Louis was the least popular. <laughs> and I appreciated him. Laura has been standing <laughs> up for the least popular members for years now. Yeah, it was... I, yeah, and then Niall was just adorable. Yeah. And is. then that's how I came to BTS. Well, yeah. to all the boy groups. It I, just I, sense. While, La- while Laura was speaking, I interrupted her and I mentioned Rebelde. That was while we were in high school. There was a Mexican novela, a soap opera <laughs> called Rebelde, which means rebellious. And from there, it was kind of like a musical. And they mm-hmm. had the, the six main characters actually ended up making a band and they toured all over the world they also had a huge fandom around the world and i also felt very personally attached to all of them especially dulce maria she was my hero because i wanted her red hair and i wasn't i wasn't actually into thirsting for the boys at that point i was just into her she was like my reason to live so not to be dramatic or anything (laughs) (laughs) my brand (laughs) so yeah that was like that was like the the peak of my fandom and then more recently, I am very much into solo artists. Mm-hmm. I what I have been. I think that's been mostly what's been ruling the charts. Yeah. Uh, my last or my my top favorite people as of recent were Ed Sheeran, Sam Smith, Adele, and Billie Eilish, because my taste is flawless. <laughs> but I and and of course in the Hispanic side, Bad Bunny, J Balvin all the people so i have a very wide taste in music Mm -hmm. and that's also something that again is not very uh common in latin Mm -hmm. american people Mm -hmm. i think my whole family on the colombian side pretty much only listen to vallenato which is the colombian born and bred music genre Mm -hmm. and maybe you know obviously merengue salsa all the latin Mm -hmm. rhythms but that's kind of what they listen to the most i I had a period of my time of my life in, around 2010, 2011. And, and I was like, let me give a chance to everything that I hated before and just forget about everything that I know. So I got into country, I got into <laughs> rock, and I got into Ayanato, and I got into EDM. Mm-hmm. All those things I rejected with my whole being before that time. And after that, I got a lot into French music. And then I got into a lot of Brazilian funk because of Zumba, doing Zumba and having a lot of Brazilian friends. And then when I was living in London, I got into Afrobeats mm. really strongly. And especially once TikTok dropped, 
I think Afrobeats really took over with TikTok. So that was my journey. And then Laura ruined my life and she put me onto K-pop. Yeah. I, for me, I've always liked, well, not always, but it's been pretty consistent in liking boy groups or I not, I, what is it that like Justin Bieber isn't an idol, but he was called a pop star, a pop star. That's the word. Yeah. So it's always been pretty consistent that I've liked somebody. They're designed for us to like feel these things. For sure. For sure. And, but as I've gotten older, it has become less socially acceptable to like this thing. So, for example, when when I when I when when I liked NSYNC and Backstreet Boys, it was fine because I was a child. Correct. And then when I got into Justin Bieber, when I was in college, it was kind of like, oh, you're you're one of those. Yeah. Even though I'm pretty sure everybody was like vibing to baby. One hundred percent. But but it was kind of like every time I would say, oh, no, I like Justin Bieber. It was like, oh, really? And I'm like, yes, it was not cool to like him no. um, after you were 15. Yeah. And I was in my 20s because I was in college. Mm -hmm. And then when I started liking One Direction, that was even worse because I think I was out of college at that point. And it it was when I went to buy tickets to their concert, it was kind of like, a, is this like, OK, I luckily I had two friends that were also into them and weren't ashamed of it. Mm -hmm. So I was able to like, let's do it. I just I think we need to get this out of the way. <laughs> why is it OK and why is it acceptable for men to fucking scream at the TV and get so into soccer and football mm. and basketball and buy the jerseys and buy all the things and like Kanye, who is the most cancelable person alive and and they're normal mm -hmm. with their screaming matches at the tv mm -hmm. and them thinking that they're the coach mm -hmm. and them thinking that they're bffs with wade or whatever mm -hmm. but when we like something yeah. we're screaming girls and we are not to be credited for our taste that's true i mean my brother and my dad are really into like soccer mm -hmm. football yeah and it's like crazy i am pretty chill and like yes i'll scream but it's not like i'm doing it every single day or every other day when they're playing sure just it, during the concert yeah and, and and it's yeah it's just it's that's it's actually really annoying i think there's a huge discrimination or yeah. there's a lot of lack of leveling yeah. in the way that men are seen when it comes to their things that they like and what women are seen when we like something, especially past 12, That's we're true. not allowed to have these passions anymore. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to bring up something from uh, an Instagram account that I don't know if they're active anymore, but they posted, they post things that are relevant in the news cycle, mm -hmm. but they're also really big fans of Harry style. So they'll post his oh. content once in mm -hmm. a while. And she, because it's a woman moderator that runs it, she was talking about how being a big fan or a stan of a pop group was such helpful experience for her and growing her following and doing this for actual reporting of news mm -hmm. because she used to run fan sites and mm -hmm. be a moderator. So she knew how to build community and she knew how to engage and she knew all these things. So actually there's another, this is a clearly a very different point from what we were talking about, but just kind of bringing different aspects of it to life and saying, being a stan or being a fan can actually propel your skills elsewhere. Mm -hmm. Like, I think this that we're doing right now with the podcast is actually 
one of the ways in which we're both growing as people and getting skills that we wouldn't necessarily have if we hadn't done this and this is the only time that we've been inspired to do something like this i when i mean this is the first time that one of my friends like what i like because i was very much alone in being a believer (laughs) i was very much alone in being a one direction or a direct i was very by myself like i had friends that did like them because i was able to you know for the one direction concert like i didn't pay for my friend's ticket but they still weren't like they were like super like blase is that the word like oh whatever it's fine like i like them but like it's fine meanwhile i'm driving to work it's an hour commute and i'm screaming at the top of my lungs you don't know you're beautiful yes 100 percent. so so this is the first time that i've had that like community feel like somebody to relate and it's really nice i also had i mean even though I was by myself, it kind of made me grow as a person and be like secure, confident because I didn't care that anybody knew and I wasn't afraid to say, yeah, I think I that like has it, to do so with what? also your personality. Like you're a very strong person. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you. But I wasn't when I was younger. So <laughs> now when we talk about our past experiences and you mix it with K-pop. So liking Justin Bieber in One Direction was weird in my family's point of view. Mm-hmm. But there were gringos, so like it's okay. Yeah. In the long run, it's right. okay. Now, K-pop. It's a whole. It's a whole different, whole different thing. I, I can say my family, like my my mom and dad, don't make fun of me or anything like that. They're kind of like, oh yeah, that's so glad you found something that you like. Pat pat. You know, they're not discouraging me from it, especially because I think they see that it makes me happy. Mm-hmm. And as long as I'm not under a bridge, not doing anything with my life and just Mm -hmm. watching content, they don't care because, again, it makes me happy. And that's the end point. But my siblings are a different story. And I've always been bullied by my siblings. Like, I've been bullied by every male member of my family thoroughly. I think that's what made us strong and what makes us be okay with life. You know, siblings, cousins, like, I've been trying to... The way that Laura brainwashed me, I've been trying to make my family kind of see what's coming. Just because I keep telling everybody in Latin America, I'm like, you guys keep rejecting this shit, but it's going to get to you at some point Mm. or another. Like the way BTS and all the groups are growing, we have seen how little by little, slowly but surely, Latin artists are getting engaged Mm -hmm. with the K-pop wave. And they want to be part of that groove. So... Mm -hmm. I, I'm dying for the day when I see people dancing at the club, bouncing up and down to J Balvin feet, whomever yeah. of the of the K world. Yeah. And they're not gonna know. And then yeah. out of nowhere they're gonna start liking these people and like we're gonna we're just gonna stand there looking at them like told, told you so you. bitch. Yeah. It, my experience is a little bit different. So my parents always give me a hard ass time because they think I'm I guess you could say in, in English it would be savage. Mm-hmm. In Spanish or in Colombian it'd be acida. And I always tell them, I came from you guys. Right. But they always think I'm like super savage. But they're the ones that are super savage. So my parents bully me a little bit. (laughs) But like they're not, it's not, you know, they're not very supportive because they just think it's weird and a little bit silly. I mean, let's start with the fact that I hate saying this because it's it's such a poor reflection of Mm. our heritage Mm. and our people but but just start with the fact that just like in the u.s there's a lot of ignorant people who think every hispanic person is mexican Mm. 
there's a lot of ignorance in Latin America mm -hmm. and every Asian person is Chinese. Yeah. So whenever we talk about K-pop, somebody will say los chinos, mm -hmm. the Chinese people. And it's like, I am tired <laughs> of correcting people. And not just because it's something that I like, but because it's the right thing. Like, yeah. first of all, let's let's talk about each country's gift in their own way there's yeah. japanese pop and it's j-pop and then there's korean pop and it's k-pop and there's chinese food and it's chinese food and it's not the same thing as yeah. everywhere else so there's that racist aspect of it i think it's also another problem besides the the racism and the mm -hmm. ignorance of those son chinos mm -hmm. it's also to the machista culture mm -hmm. and the fact that hispanics still tend to be for the most part very homophobic correct so if they see somebody with makeup like a man with makeup it's oh so he's gay and i'm like maybe right. but like it doesn't it doesn't mean anything it's yeah, just correlation makeup. Like, does not equal causation yeah here. like chill the fuck out like it's it's just makeup like yeah. maybe he's gay maybe he's not but again what does it matter they look beautiful like and they're talented yeah like how does that relate to their music at all it, it doesn't yeah but but for some reason that's one of like the first thing is y los chinos and then the second thing i know you son como raritos mm, they're a little oh, weird wait. Always. They're a little weird. Yeah. I mean, I tried showing my girl cousins that I know they've been into a ton of fandoms and they were not having it. And I was like, it's fine. You're not ready for it. It's going to come one day. The other thing is because you and I are not typical fans that just care about the idols and the K-popping and the thirsting for hot men. But, and I'm speaking for myself, she's married. She's not thirsting for hot men. I would like to also say that we are a little bit more educated and we like to learn mm -hmm. the cultural aspect of it so i've actually gotten to have some interesting conversations with like my brother or my dad because of the political situation in korea with our impending election that and the other thing is just like talking about the hangul the korean alphabet yeah. and how I was formed during the Joseon yeah. dynasty and stuff like that. And I'm like, I think we can bring mm. that intellectual side of the conversation mm. that is interesting and can give people a little bit more of a well-rounded impression. And it's not mm. just like, oh, they're just, you know, screaming for boys that look yeah. like girls. Yeah. So I think that's the only thing that I think I've had to my advantage. Yeah. Which sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, with my family, it's a bit different. They're great. I love them, but even with like Hispanic stuff, like my dad, if we put some like reggaeton, he's like, the fuck is this? Like, we can't let my dad be in control of the music in a family party. What does he play? If it's, it's only Vallenato, but he plays the same four songs, which is where I get it from. He plays the same four songs. <laughs> over they want to hate us so much right? and we do the same shit they do. And it's like over and over and over and over. Like it literally even my mom is like, Laura, do not let your dad take control of the music because he will only play the one thing. So they're very into what they like and they're not very open to new things, new things. Yeah. It's, it's like people that, you know, they have their three childhood friends and they don't want to make any more friends and they're done. Like shout out to living in London. My sass. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Lindsay. Love you, my only friend. Again. Oh, and Andrew. Andrew got salty last time. Lindsay's husband that I didn't mention him on the last podcast that I mentioned Rude. her. So he's my fellow introvert and we we formed an introvert coalition. Mm. So anyway, shout out to Andrew. I think all Hispanic K-pop fans go through the same thing. Low-key bullying. I think from the first step, and let's not assume that everyone's getting bullied like we are, might just be rejection. Mm. Just like, yeah, not interested. Like, 
that's that's good for you a little bit condescending but nothing more than that and then you know we're going through bullying because bullying. colombian and venezuelan yeah my mom actually entertains a lot of my bullshit with being a k-pop fan she knows that sugar is the love of my life and i send her pictures of him all the time no shame he's so gorgeous and she's like yeah also pay the bills bitch <laughs> like uh balance that's what i like to say in my family is all about balance my parents it, i i don't even dare to send them anything because they it, there's no point i do send them whatsapp stickers and my sister started using some with that said it's not fun to be an adult k-pop fan as a hispanic woman no. raised in latin america living in the states mm. definitely not fun I don't think it's going to be something that our parents are ever really going to get on board with because at this point they're in their 50s, 60s, and it's a little late for them to try to get into like a new language and, and yeah. find something comforting in that, even though, oh my God, I didn't tell you about this, but so my dad is a huge fan of The Voice. Like he loves that show. So he, whenever I go to his house, my dad will play like compilations. <gasps> he will. And he plays the Russian, the Ukrainian the German, the Polish, all them languages that they have the voice in. Yeah. And he watches them. And sometimes he doesn't even like have the subtitles on. And he's watched it so many times that he actually knows what's going on in the conversation. Oh so, and then they wonder where we came from. And then they wonder where we came from. Oh my God. Like we are literally the same thing that our parents are, as, except like, They just don't see it the same way that we do. They don't. But but yeah, like my dad watching endless hours of The Voice in, on repeat and knowing exactly like at what point in the video that something's going to happen. Me with everything. It just makes sense. So yeah, man, I'm just happy and I'm living my best life. And it doesn't matter that I'm Hispanic and that they're Korean and I don't speak the language because I'm number one, trying to learn. Number two, music does not have a language. Mm -mm. Personally, I don't even know the lyrics in english or in spanish to be honest i don't pay attention to it i that's just who i am i just go by feels and i like usually sometimes it takes me years that i'm listening to a song and i'm like oh my god that's what it was saying just because i don't really pay attention to lyrics so it makes sense that i like k-pop because i i mean i do look up the lyrics and like yeah. you know just to know vibes it. or we'll see like a tiktok that it's like what's yeah. this song about and then we'll learn but i usually just it doesn't really matter to me it's all about the vibes there's a lot of good vibes out there yeah My younger brother is really into freestyles and rap battles. So mm -hmm. he actually is just, I understand that he's like, listen, I want to understand. So I could be like, oh, you know, thug life, the sunglasses, the thing. When someone like says a killer line, I totally get that. Mm, yeah. I just, I get that same thing with the subtitles. The subtitles don't take anything away from me, the captions. Mm. So I think people are just missing out on things. Mm. And I have my, another friend that I know he's really into rap and I sent him a, a very top shelf selection of songs that I mm -hmm. thought would he would like. So, for example, DNA, mm -hmm. because I'm like, it's a Kendrick Lamar remix. So, like, I think he should be already into the thing. He's Venezuelan. He doesn't really speak English, but he's been, you know, rapping in mm -hmm. English for years. I sent him the thing. He ignores me for weeks. I go, I come back knocking like evangelical Bible seller. Hey, did you watch the videos? And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I haven't. And then he's like, watches and he's like yeah sorry like not about it i don't i don't like it whatever and then we start talking and then later he's like you know what i actually do like french rap and i'm like oh i know you don't speak french bitch but 
I would like everybody to just be a little bit more open-minded. Yeah. That would make my life. It really, it doesn't take away from anything. And it's true. Like, if it was anything white European or, like, American. If it's that, everything's fine. But if it goes a little p- bit past, like, a certain, like, is it longitude or is it la- longitude, right? I don't know directions. Yeah, one of those, like, it just, it becomes unacceptable. Yeah. So that's what we're doing with this podcast. We're aiming to change the minds of South Floridians and our family. And also just find people that are like-minded because yeah. I, I maybe it's because we're adults and the people that we are with have different priorities, but not a lot of people like what we like. And it's kind of annoying because there's so much like to talk about. This is the thing. I think, like I mentioned earlier with me, that phase that I had in 2011, 2010, when I decided to give a chance to everything that I hated and wanted to take myself out of what I knew. This was very that same vibes for me because Laura kept trying to get me to be into this and I wasn't and I wasn't about it. But then when I was, it was so refreshing and it took me a while to get acclimated to Korean entertainment and what they do. For example, when you watch a variety show or any show, you'll watch the same scene from 60 different angles because they want you to catch everything that happened. And my mom would benefit highly from that because she loves to rewind and watch it again. (laughs) So this does it for her. So I think my mom would really be into Korean TV. So just getting into things like that and and hearing how they speak at interviews and say that we're going to show you a different side of ourselves in this comeback. And And it's literally just the same side. And it's just like, the hair is like slightly more to the right <laughs> pink eyeshadow <laughs> instead of purple <laughs> so you know it's a it's a very different experience mm-hmm. when from what we're used to mm-hmm. from seeing western yeah. uh, artists and even anyone else from what we've seen before so to me it was just really refreshing and there's so much content to be watched there's oh so many groups that are so good and they drop music all the time I have moments where I'm really into listening to new music. Yes. Like, I think the last, it was probably Billy, the last Western artist that I listened from top to bottom once they dropped the album. Billy or Ed Sheeran, one of them too. And I, I was basically only listening to that. Mm-hmm. But now with K-pop and with this whole thing of them dropping songs and singles and EPs and albums and all the things, I'm constantly pushed to listen to new music. Mm-hmm. And it's exciting. And the thing is, because they know how saturated the Mm -hmm. market is, they try to make it different. They don't try to sound the same as everyone else. They really make an effort to bring you, even if they don't look any different, (laughs) the music is different. It's true. And that makes it exciting for me. Like, it's not... Mm. It's not boring. It's never boring. I'm never bored. It's just super engaging. Even if you get out of, like, K-pop, if you go to, like, K R and B. I guess you could well J B from Got Seven. He released his first solo work last year with Some Fium- Fuming. Eso. Mm-hmm. He released that and it was it was it was a vibe. I loved it. Absolutely. And then just this month he released his latest solo work and it was completely different than his first yeah because he also has different personas that like he does different music but under like each. you don't really see that. No, you don't. In Western artists, no. I feel like Bad Bunny makes Bad Bunny music. It's different. Also, yeah. But it's Bad Bunny music. I, that just reminded me your comment. So you know how from Glee, Amber Riley. Mm-hmm. So Amber P. Riley, she 
is known as an actress and a Hollywood person from Glee. She did Dancing with the Stars, whatever. And now she's dropping music. Mm. And she's dropping it under the moniker Riley, which is her last name. Mm. And people are having a really hard time with calling her Riley or saying that the music is from Riley. Just like with Childish Gambino, he has his actor or person name. And then he has, which is the only Donald that we acknowledge in this household. But... (laughs) <laughs> and then he has Childish Gambino, which is what it's he drops music, music yeah. under. But they have a really hard time with that here mm. in the States. In Korea, they don't. No. We have, I have Sugar, who is also August D, who is also Prod by Sugar, who is also Min Yoongi, who is also Little Meow Meow. And we all respect all his multiple personalities mm. and his multiple avenues for releasing music. Just like you're saying with, yeah. with JB. JB is JB. He has Def. He has the collective on, with yeah. which he works with Def under. And then he was like interviewing himself during one of the shows. <sighs> and it was so great. Like he was, he was like DJ, whatever his DJ name is interviewing Def. And I, I really like that too. There's a lot of respect for those boundaries yeah. that they set. Even when they don't have like a different name or a different persona, their solo work can be so different from their group work. And everybody's like, yeah, that makes sense. 300% mm. agreed. We've talked about how we are going to see this wave come over, mm. whether people are ready for it or not. Yeah. I'm just really happy we're on the right side of history. For sure. And we get to tell everybody that we told you so. Because I'm a Scorpio. And that's my kind of <laughs> energy vibe. Yeah. My toxic trait is being a Scorpio <laughs> and wanting to be right and having revenge on people. Yeah. I, I don't know what... what, what I. No, I think I'll be toxic, too, because when people were clowning Justin Bieber and now they love him and I'm like, bitch, really? Really? You going to do 180? Been here, done that. Come on. Yeah. It was a struggle being a believer for a couple of years. Yeah. He was also going through a rough time. Yeah. (laughs) A little bit. He made it hard for us to be believers. A little questionable and problematic. My little, I mean a lot. But like, you know what? It's fine. That's also very on brand for me. It is. Consistent. It is very consistent. But with that said, I do think we're going to get the last word here. Mm. And clearly as evidenced by, and we can mention briefly some collabs that have already Mm. happened. And I've been trying to use these collabs as a way to infiltrate into my family. One of the first ones that I became aware of was Sebastián Yatra with Monster X. Mm. I think that's huge. It is anyone who's Colombian or has any knowledge of Colombian-ish music, knowing that Sebastián Yatra collabed with an uh, a k-pop group in 2019 before the pandemic is pretty fucking notorious and 2019 yatra was big yeah he's still super big yeah but he was he was big he was he, at that point he, he was, was still like big like on every yeah, music station yeah, with sure. 35 million songs at the same time mm-hmm. we have super junior with leslie grace leslie, leslie grace. grace i have i have a playlist let me go pick it up we have Chungha with Guayna. Guayna. We have also well, we can talk about the the trips that they've done and the songs that they've sung. So Temen sang Despacito so in Chile. Cute. And Dio, Bacon and who else in Mexico Chano? they sang Saborami. Saborami, yeah. So they're trying and they know that there's a big reception for them yeah. from the Latin American fans. Jay Park did a reggaeton song. Yeah. And he t- he sings in Spanish in a lot of his songs, like like small like phrases. Words, yeah. Super Junior also did with Rake. No way, I didn't even know yeah. about that one. And like we sp- we said in the 80s episode, Daddy Yankee is considering a collab with 80s. Yeah. 
So that would be fire. And then J Balvin is part of or is promoted in part by Ithaca Holdings, which BTS's company just bought it last really year. So yeah, Justin Bieber, Ariana Grande, Demi Lovato, J Balvin. I mean, I know they're not all Hispanic, but just saying those artists are all now in mm-hmm. the same label that runs BTS. Yeah. So the likelihood of a collab is it's very big. high. Yeah. There's also Dio did a song in Spanish for his solo for his first solo work. Which is huge. Yeah. Super Junior has also done just by themselves a song in Spanish. Got Seven did Lullaby, Spanish version. It's pretty good. I think they know that there's a good amount of Latin fans um, and they want to give us crumbs. Lisa. She, the, the song that recently just came oh, out. Oh, with Osuna and mm-hmm. Baila. Yeah. yeah. And then also uh, Nati Natasha and... And Momoland. Momoland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. J-Hope with Becky G. Chicken oh, yeah. Noodle Chicken soup. Noodle Soup. I know the whole verse by Becky. I don't mean to brag, but... Chicken Noodle or Pollo con Espagueti. Ninguna esta mujer tiene el que tiene Becky. I fucking love that song. I love... It's great. It's I love great. the way that J-Hope brought back mm-hmm. Chicken Noodle Soup. Yeah. From what it was when we were, what, like 12, 13? Yeah, about there. And then, so, first of all, of course, J-Hope would know about Latin artists and he would know yeah. about Be- Becky G's presence and everything. So the fact that they did that collab and then he sang in both Korean and English. She sang a verse completely in Spanish with English later. So I think the whole like merging of the worlds has been happening. Yeah. It started. I think 2019 was the year where it really kind of became big. And, and honestly, Super Junior has been like a pioneer for it because... They've been doing Spanish, like Hispanic collaborations for a while. And they did a whole little video on Luis Miguel. It's really good because they all dress up like Luis Miguel with like, because this was one of his songs from the 80s. So they all have like that like hair. I forgot what it was called, but it's so good. Ahora te puedes marchar. So you see, I'm showing Kathy if you're not looking. Oh my God, that's hilarious. That's freaking hilarious. Oh, wow. Is he chill in this video? No, no, no. Oh, yeah. No, no, I don't think so. Because that would be major for me. No, 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 I don't think so. Yeah, no. So Super Junior, I don't know anything that they've done in Spanish. Yeah, but they've been, I think they've been pioneers. Probably. Mm. They, I mean, literally still being around after debuting in 2005 is a big deal for the K-pop industry. Pretty good following. Yeah. And longevity. Yeah. And House Party wasn't half bad last Meh, year. You know. It wasn't for them, but it just wasn't bad as That's a song. True. With that said, I think we are very excited for the prospect of mm. more collaborations and more Korean entertainers and artists becoming known within the Latin community. We can't wait to be right. I was going to say, I thought you were going to say, we can't wait until we can say I told you. So (laughs) We really can't. That's the truth of my heart. It's true desires. But in general, I really, like, this is the thing. Laura shared this with me, I think, because she didn't want to be a loner fan again. But also, in my personal experience, and I think this is what happens with you too, when you share this with someone who understands, Mm. it's just so much more fun. It is so much more fun. For me... This whole K-pop, K-entertainment journey has been about 
a lot of healing, a lot of entertaining, a lot of relaxing, yeah. a lot of it's been my guilty pleasure. And yeah. I, for one, hate everything from Bravo and TLC and all those other things that yeah. are in the guilty on TV pleasures. right now yeah. that most people consider their guilty pleasures. Mm. I'm not about that life. I've never been into it. Mm. So this provided a new a different kind of guilty pleasure for me which I don't find any guilt at all because I think I'm learning so much mm. from just absorbing everything that's happening through osmosis. I'm not even trying. And I'm just taking in the culture of what it is. But I literally just want people to get, even if they get a fifth of what I get, it'll be awesome because I get a lot out of it. It's true. I just want them to stop making fun of me. <laughs> <laughs> My goals? <laughs> Laura's goals. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out here trying to start model UN with my family. And Laura's here like, please just stop making me feel like ass. And I think that speaks a lot about our personalities. I think it does too. Yeah. But at the same time, I know you don't really care at the end of the day because no. you're just living your best life. Mm, it's true. And the fact that we don't have to ask our parents for money. Oh, thank God. To, we're adults to, in that sense. Yeah. To, to just cover for what we want oh my to God. enjoy. And that we're just ladies that maybe are in our 20s, but maybe not. And we're having a sleepover tonight to watch a concert at 5 a.m. tomorrow morning because we're enjoying and living our best lives like when we die we're gonna look back at these times and think we had so much fun it's true so i regret nothing, nothing. the past year and change of my life has been truly literally life-changing mm. there's a before november 14th 2020 for me and an after november 14th 2020 for me mm. so i truly have had an amazing experience and as an adult latina k-pop fan who resides in miami which happens to be the most fair weather fucking city in the world and that we mm. don't follow anything and for years i was a big fan of a lot of youtubers they never came to miami because there's no fans here no one in mm -hmm. miami wants to admit that they're a fan of something they don't want to stand on the heat for anyone except like i don't know beyonce or something mm. the only thing we stand are cortaditos and coladas at versailles and that's and it. you want to look down on me <laughs> <laughs> so well they're pretty good <laughs> not as good as anything that we've witnessed this year you know what no i don't know what. in the morning and you have a little cortadito or a colada it's it's pretty good i just don't understand why we can't coexist and oh have that's both true things. it's i true. want if i can accept your love for being at versailles with your colada and your cortadito through the ventanita and i'm not even cuban i don't even drink coffee because <laughs> it gives me migraines so they go away i i think we can coexist it's true it's true so i just want all of us to be into it and or maybe don't be into it so it gets a little bit more affordable i just i need them to come to miami i can't keep traveling all over the country that's true to see these people because the way that i almost went to like five different cities for 80s was not okay you know what though shout out to eric nam and p1 harmony like shout out to the F fuck? they're high. coming here epic high orlando oh. is not that bad orlando, i mean they could drive there eric nam and p1 harmony are like in south florida i think tablo is way too intellectual for south florida you know what <laughs> that's rude <laughs> no it's just it's just facts no rude Whatever. we're in south florida i i am eternally grateful we are both eternally grateful to all the artists that are deciding to come down here and monster eggs i'm sorry and babies. monster eggs our babies i i'm just gonna keep trying with people because I, I remember asking laura what it is that worked with me and she just goes persistence <laughs> So I've yeah. tried being persistent with other people, but I, I'm not one to knock on the door twice, but I've been trying and mm -hmm. we'll see what happens. I just, I can't wait for somebody to one day message me and be like, oh, hey, that pe those people that you sent me, they're pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, my therapist. 
You did it. Yeah. I totally told my therapist about, she's been knowing about this ever since I got into it. I started telling her about how this was my escape. And she was like, hey, you're not doing drugs. That's good for you. So she was totally supportive of it. And then I think a couple of sessions ago, she was like, so I know you don't get into like stupid shit just for getting into stupid shit. I do. I play Pokemon Go. I, pl- I get into stupid shit. Uh, but she was like, I, don't, I know you don't get into stupid shit for getting into stupid shit, but I wanted to see what it was about BTS. And she's like, I like their vibe. And that was what she said last appointment. In the last, last appointment, she goes, I like Jungkook. So my, my therapist is a bias now, thanks to me. So I would like to take that as my biggest accomplishment already of 2022. And everyone else, follow her lead. Thank you. Thanks for watching, listening, because we're a podcast. And come be on the right side of history with us. Or not so we can afford to go. I just need Miami demand. And more friends. And more friends. We're open to all the K-pop friends that want to be friends with us. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the MIA2K podcast. We have lots of great content coming up ahead. So please don't forget to follow and subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you enjoyed our episodes, please rate us five stars. And for the real-time tea, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook by searching for at MIA2K Podcast. Dale! Bye!